What's up, uh, fam? Yo. That's funny. Fam came to my own mouth, too. Let's just, you know, give the Lord a, a real quick, like, praise. Shout of praise. Yes, because I think we're about 45 days old, something like that, at this point. Right. About <clears throat> six six weeks, something like that. And we had 100 subscribers yesterday, bro. Hey, man, let's and go. I, I mean, it's not about... I don't know how to think of it because it kind of is because we want to reach as many people as we can. Right. But some of the comments have been beautiful. People asking about Jesus yeah. and want to know more and pure learning. Yeah. Education. Um, and it's beautiful. And I just want to thank all of y'all for subscribing. Um, it's not about the money. It's about you <laughs> letting us know how we can help, right. if any, and putting your comments so that we know um, what we can talk more about. And so... Yeah, you bring up a good point. If yeah. you if you were watching this episode, uh, leave a comment on a question on something you want us to go over. Yeah, some, we'll, we'll take your questions and comments for uh, for content ideas. Absolutely. Not that we don't have enough of our own ideas, but we actually we want to we want to feed the community. We do. We actually have one idea in on deck, as they say in baseball terms. Um, but I think if you look at someone like Mike Winger or Alan Parr. I think that's how they continuously make good content is if we only pick what's in our head, it can be one-sided at some point. Sure. It can be. Even in our best attempt to be fair, we have our own slant on things. You know, mm -hmm. We may never even think to cover something that someone's struggling with. And I say, darn, darn it. <laughs> I, I Nay, I say, damn it. <laughs> I mean, literally like... To hell. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, stigma be gone, whatever. Uh, can you private message on, on YouTube? No, you cannot. What's our, email but our address? email address is, is it in the there? scripture bros at gmail.com. Okay. It's also under the about tab on cool. our YouTube channel. So if for some reason, uh, you have something and, and it's anonymous and you just want to send it in, do it. Our email address in the about tab and we will find something and pray about it and do it we'll bring it from the dark to the light baby. yeah it's amazing so anyway just wanted to celebrate 100 that's i know it's not mr beast at this moment but <laughs> who knows it's really okay so the statistics of an american church the average is 96 people so if you think about 100 people that is actually the size of like an, average an american church, church you right. know and not that that's what we're we're comparing this to but the number seems small on youtube but in real life it's a lot of people. It is a lot. And I of just want to thank you guys for for clicking and subscribing and if we can do anything to help you, holler at your boys. Okay, you ready for tonight? Lego. All right. So, tonight we are going to we I heard a lot of good feedback about last week, the conversation with shout out to Josh Fuller. Thank you for coming on, my bro. It was a good time talking about walking in the spirit. And I heard a lot of people say well, that's a lie. Not a lot of people because there's only a hundred and we don't only know a few of them. But um, one person said to me, um, hey, the, the way y'all did it last week where it was just a conversational style, he said he clicked on it, watched the video, and it seemed like time went by like lightning. Hey, man, let's go. And so we're going to keep up with that kind of format where we're just chatting about a topic. And maybe we'll go back to a scripture study at some point. If someone wants to give us an idea, we might go to scripture and show you what we found because we are the scripture bros. But tonight we're going to talk about a topic and we're going to think about what we know of scripture and what God's character is. And we're just going to kind of ask you guys to chime in too on the conversation 
because we're we're not foremost authorities on anything, um, except for hair loss. I'm I can talk about that for. Well, I, I, you still, can't. I still get yeah, haircuts. You, so. can't. <laughs> you can't. I get haircuts. I say leave the top. <laughs> just just the sides in the back. Anyway, so. That thing is running away from your forehead, bro. I know. It's okay. Um, the Lord still loves you. It's okay. Yeah. It has to keep me humble. Anyway, so tonight, without further ado, the conversation is gender identity. <laughs> Just that. I thought I would just see what your face looked like <laughs> to pull that out of the hat. Gender inclusivity. Oh, no. I could clip that. Hey, that, we get a million. Oh, dude. Just like that. <laughs> One second clip gender, of you saying yeah, gender exactly. fluidity, and they would be yeah. like, what? Yeah, exactly. So, but we don't want to do that. We want to keep it true to scripture and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, Praise it's him. so robust that it encompasses everything in life, really. So tonight, sorry is thoughts anything on the topic of our thoughts our brain really um we only have you know 45 minutes or so but that's really what we're going to discuss is what what role where do our thoughts come from what do we do with them um what thoughts are good what thoughts are bad how do we even judge that is it our standards do we go to scripture for every thought we have um, is there a biochemistry agent involved that can help our thoughts? If it is, should we do it? So as you can see, um, it's deep. It's deep. And with someone like myself who tends to live in the deep areas of, of the subconscious, I think that we can make this thing work. So without further ado, I would like to, uh, yield my time until you're done. <laughs> and ask you, what do you think, man? What What are your thoughts when I say, what What's the Christian perspective on thoughts? So, I did some. Obviously, we study this stuff before we yeah. talk about it. Try to figure out, you know, I don't want to come on. Like you said, we're not experts on any of this. We're constantly learning, constantly educating ourselves. When you brought this up, I was like, man, that's such a deep subject. Like yeah. this is going to be. You're like, you want to do this next week? And I'm like, next week? <laughs> like next year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like awesome. it's going to take that while, take that long to hash this out. And um, I found it very interesting how this plays off of last week's episode. Yes. I was like, man, last week's episode was a perfect segue into this subject, actually. Yeah. And we didn't even plan that out. Nope. It was like three days after the episode, we were like, oh, man, we really should start thinking about Thursday yeah. on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you come at me with this deep topic and I'm like, it's Sunday afternoon, four days. Uh, but then I got in, I dug into some study this week and uh, I think it comes down to something we talked about in a previous episode, how we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, mm -hmm. which is a third of the Godhead. And we have our flesh living inside of us, which is what we we're born with that has to be, you know, killed and reborn. Yeah. And then we have our brain that is like the educational side of things that we've learned growing up and been experienced to and has emotions. 
And to answer your question in a brief summary, uh, I believe we have all three. So <laughs> if, if I'm rightly understanding, you're putting the brain itself in a different category than the flesh or the spirit? Yes. Because I think, well, again, it's deep, right? <laughs> it is very yes. deep because your brain is, I mean, for me to move my hand, my brain is firing, right? Like that's just something that my brain does. I'm not even thinking about doing. It just happens because it's part of who I am, right? Then there's the part of me that's my flesh that's like, oh, I want to go overindulge and sit down at this buffet. I'm hungry. Thanks. Which, which is like, hey, uh, I'm going to just go destroy 30,000 calories of whatever I can eat at this buffet. Yeah. And then there's the Holy Spirit inside of me going, hey, yo, tap, tap, tap. You know, kind of like the old school cartoons where the angel's on one side and the devil's on the other. Yeah. Kind of like that. Like, hey, uh, I don't think you should go consume 30,000 calories and indulge your flesh in that type of, you know, endeavor. Your thoughts? So, if our brain is neither flesh nor spirit, like, what what is it? Like, from a biblical perspective, well, it seems like... Well, it's an eight-pound organ that sits in your skull. <laughs> okay, so you're coming at it from, like, a scientific Correct. point of view. Right synapses and right. neurotransmitters yes. and all that stuff. Which also, a, a deeper level, um, your nurturing uh, feeds into your flesh, which feeds into your desires, obviously. So your flesh is fed by what you've been around and what you've seen. So if we had to draw like a a map, if you will, of what comes first. Okay. And you may not know, cause I don't, I don't know if we might have to dig this, but is your thought a reaction to your flesh telling your brain to produce something based on your emotions from that flesh? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> if there's any resident, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think that, I think that there's a way to figure this to out. To break it out. Yeah. yeah. No, there's definitely has to be a way because for to figure this out. I see where you're coming from about there's multiple things going on inside of us. Right. Now I would venture to say anything physical is the flesh. And I would venture to say, including the brain and that would cause the brain to malfunction. Let me now, let me just give you my reasoning, M multiple reasons, but if you look at a human and you, you look at a, a normal, you know, asterisk, normal functioning human with a GAD score of 70 or greater, nothing, no mental illness, no, sure. no outer outlying, just, just a, a normal human who's been born and raised in the world. And you tell them to kill themselves and they say, no, I don't want to die. Right. You stick them in a jungle and they do everything they can to survive. There is something inside of a human 
that causes us to want to live. Okay. Now there are tons of suicides each year, every day. I see that as a malfunction of the brain because something is overriding that natural reaction to survive. Sure. That's, I'm, I'm following. Okay. That's where I think if the brain is not, uh, if the brain is not affected by the flesh condition, it doesn't do that. It just is a machine. Machines don't break unless right. you break them. You know what I mean? So then you would have to say, Oh, oh, oh. You got something? I do. Go ahead. But Paul says, even those not introduced to the gospel can see and have a desire to chase after God in the nature. So what is inside of us innately that makes us want to, is it because we were made in God's image? Well, because we're made in God's image, we want to become, I just be more like him. I just talked to or acknowledge him the kids last night about apologetics, which your daughter was in that class. And she seemed to like really get into it. It was really good. Yeah. And what you're discussing, I believe is what an apologist would call the moral code. Somewhat. Yes. Um, I agree with that. C.S. Lewis, big proponent of the moral code. And for anyone that doesn't know what that is, I'll just briefly explain it. Um, So for a human to even have a understanding of what's right and what's wrong, you have to have morals. So even if, even if Brandon says, I'm cool with robbing liquor stores, and I say, not me, somehow you and I both came to a conclusion, one was right and one was wrong. I have this conversation with atheists all the time. Yes. How, um, as an atheist... If you don't believe God gave out a moral code, then you cannot persecute anybody for murder. That's right. Because if they believe that it was okay at the time or believe it, who's to say they're not a serial murderer? Yeah. If they, if they think it's okay because there's no moral code, then you can't persecute them for it because they don't, they believe that they are right. And you have no ground to stand against that without a moral code. Yeah. Because without a moral code, it's dog eat dog. Right. So why do you even care? Right. Exactly. Why do you care? What is inside of you that makes you... Most of their answers are... Think that's wrong. Well, that's because that's what society has decided. Ah, that, that's wrong. And then I would say, who decided that right. society... Society? Right. It goes all the way it, back. It goes all the way it back to God. It goes all the way back. So you're atheists who believe in no higher power, if you're listening. I don't think that you would be, but if you're listening, like... <laughs> I don't know. Have you read some of the comments? <laughs> like, if you're listening, just hear just hear this and, and hit us up, you know, uh, put a comment. Just hear this. Um... If the world is so random and if the world is so spun out of nothingness, morals don't exist. Agreed. Molecules do not produce morals. Let's just say they do produce life, which come on, let's, let's be real. Come on. But let's just say they do produce life. There's no way that that molecule who has nothing animate about it produces morals. It just doesn't happen. Right. So I think what Paul is pointing to is all you have to do as a human is look at nature and you can tell there's something greater. Amen. You can tell. And if you really sit down and think about it, you're like, what else is there? Now we're, we're, we're venturing into the, what they call Kamal cosmological argument, which is beautiful. If there is something who created all this, they have to be not affected by what we're affected by. Right. 
feelings and insecurities and they're outside of time and space. They have to be outside of every condition that limits us. Well, there's only one answer for that. And it Yahweh God. Yes. Yahweh God. It's described beautifully in the 66 books of the Bible. Amen. And even if you are a Muslim and you say, well, my God is the same, I would then argue, well, how do you get to him? (laughs) How do you get to him? Okay. So we're not, that's not tonight. Yeah, we're not going to go down that road. (laughs) But I mean, it's a good thing to explain that you and I aren't doing this because it's fun. We're like literally, we've banked our whole life on it. And we're not right. dumb. We're not we're not people who drink some Kool-Aid. I right. came at this from an uh skeptic point of view. Same here. Didn't you? Very much so skeptic. And I've proven it true every way along the way. Right. And if it would have been something else, I would have jumped on that. Right. Because I want truth. Humans do. Humans want truth. Atheists, you know, I don't want to clip this and, and sound rude. Atheists don't want to uh anyway. Yeah, like Lewis put it, it takes more faith to be an atheist than it is to be a Christian. Then you're in the fine-tuning theory at that point. It's like, bro, literally. Um, <coughs> well, this wasn't supposed to be an apology. I know. <laughs> We've completely gone down that But way. honestly, it goes back to Luke, the series we did. If you want to say you're a Christian, you need to be firm about it, bro. Because if you're just some wavy, floppy Christian, you're going to look silly when an atheist makes you look like a wavy floppy Christian. And now who I used to do it all the time. Bro. I know uh, uh, why well, I didn't, but I wasn't an atheist, but I, I was agnostic see. and I would, I would point people in their face with scripture that I knew. Yeah. Or if I didn't know it, I would look it up and be like, explain this. And they couldn't. Right. And I'd be like, how can you not explain this to me? But yet you're fully all in on this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it took some very loving people to, yeah. that knew scripture Amen. and knew to push back we need and that. Knew, knew how to answer me. We need that. To get me to see. Because I, I, I had that feeling of there has to be something out there. Like I'm smart enough to know that this didn't just all fall into place. Um, I saw a beautiful depiction of some evangelists that said, hey, um, look at this. I have this kid's book. How do you think this got written? And the atheist was like, well, you know, somebody sat down, put all the words together, an illustrator sat down, and they came up with pictures together to draw and all that, and now we have a kid's book. And he goes, okay, so if you look around, you don't think, you think all of this just, like, the, the words in this kid's book didn't just fall on the page. Yeah. You can't, you can't look at Earth and think, oh, it just all fell together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's pretty beautiful. It is beautiful. Like some of the students last night, we were doing, I explained... um the three arguments that I really enjoy, the the Kamal, the fine-tuning, and the um, moral code. So I just gave them a brief overview, and then I went to them and I said, okay, um, student, I'm an atheist. I believe in the Big Bang. Help me using these three, right? And um, they're all like, why can't we just say we have faith? And I was mm-hmm. like, how does that help the person? That's true. How does that help the person? You're saying, I just have faith in this. No, if we're Christians, we have to be willing to say, why don't you believe this? Like, I, I know why I believe. Why don't you? Right. You know? So whatever, Lord's will be done. And I'm hopefully someone can benefit from this. But if, if anyone needs legs to stand on, even if you're a Christian, honestly, I would love it. If a Christian would say, I need help with this. 
Right. And whatever gladly, we can do, gladly. whatever we can do, because we need more people out there defending the faith. Right. There's a lot of people defending things that are opposite of the faith. It's, it's a list a mile long, oh, yeah. but we need people saying no. And here's why not just no, I believe this. Here's why. Here's why. So I encourage anyone who's listening to this anyway. So I would like so back to, to the topic at hand, yeah, back to the topic. What is your, would, would you like to give me a different viewpoint? Um, that's your phrase. I'd like to offer you a different <laughs> yeah. viewpoint. May I? May I offer you a different <laughs> viewpoint? Uh, so there's tons of scripture in the Bible about thoughts. Agreed. And thinking. I ran across numerous yes. scriptures. So I did this study maybe like four months ago in my own personal time. I wanted to know what it was because my thoughts are sometimes all over the place. Oh, and bro. I'm like, what is that? Right. I Same here. I was so condemned by my thoughts because I thought my thoughts were me. And <laughs> I'll break that down <laughs> because <laughs> you kind of gave your point away already. Yeah. Well, I want to prove it. Um, I would have these thoughts like F that guy, bro. Right. Sure. And I'd be like, Ugh, why did I think that um, Jesus is going to be so mad at me or I'm such a bad person or I can't believe I had that thought. And it was, it was condemning. I mean, if you have thoughts that aren't nice and loving, the Bible says, um, think on these things, whatever is pure, whatever is loving, whatever is true, whatever is just think on these things. Well, my thoughts aren't always like that. Right. Right. Very so, fleshly. Yeah. Sometimes. And I'm like, hang on. What is this? Because Paul says uh, in Romans, it is no longer I doing these things, but it is the sin in me doing these things. Now, I think a lot of people look at that like, sin, you're so crazy. Um, I can't believe I sin all the time. I can't believe I'm doing all these sins. I think Paul's saying, it's no longer you doing it. It's the sin inside of you. <laughs> You want to talk about freedom. Right. And no wonder he says in Galatians, it's for freedom, brothers. You've been set free. And there is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. So it took a long study. And I'd like to just briefly touch on what Paul says in Romans real quick. But it was a long study. It was, it was I venture to say, six weeks of just chasing, chasing, connecting trails and stuff like that. And what I come away understanding is how I react to my thoughts is important. That's my decision. Sure. That's my responsibility. We are judged by our actions as a Christian. Then someone would say, well, what about in Matthew when it says, even when you look on a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. Okay, so if you have a thought that comes up, you know, let's just be real, a girl walks by and, and we're guys and... We're like, oh, she's whatever. Okay. Now, if we start planning something to do with, oh, she's what? In our mind, oh, I would do that and that and that. Now we have taken a little tiny thought and we have gone into full planning mode, action minded. Right. I'm going to do this. That's a sin, bro. In the highest degree. Because now you're about to do something with your earthly temple to her earthly temple. And it's, you want to talk about sin. That's sin. Now, what about the thought? What about that thought? Um, 
did I conjure that up? Did I think that I want to have that thought so the thought popped up and now it's my responsibility? That's what would have to happen. You would have to consciously say, I would love to have a thought right now about this girl that's walking up and then have a thought and then be held responsible for that thought that you planned to have the thought about. Have I said thought enough? <laughs> are you are you tracking with me at least? I am 100% tracking okay. with you because biblically, we are born of Adam in a sin nature. Yes. So that sin nature is what is reacting to the temptation. Yes, 100%. Not so that only... sin nature, it is then our responsibility as new creations in Christ to say, no sin. Yes. You're not being fed. Yes. You are going to die to this. Yes. You're my enemy. Yes. You and, were once and my, now, I was slave to you at one point. Now uh, you're my enemy. Now you are my and slave. And I will not let you reign in my mortal body. Right. So there has been an identity exchange. Man, this is good because, yeah. It's free. To, it's free. It is freeing yeah. because there's numerous times a week where I'll, I'll have like, Everybody makes this, where we live at, everybody makes this joke, but the interstate is absolutely terrible. I-4, bro. I-4, bro. It I is four. the number one worst. I know. It is the it number is, one deadliest interstate in I the country. I was on it for an hour today. So oh. I don't use it as much as often, but there's times where I'm like, you moron, what are you doing? Like, And, and I respond to that flesh, and yeah. I have that thought out loud. But there's other times where I will instantly have that thought, and then I'm like, I'm so sorry, Jesus. And I'm having that whole like repentance thing, bro. It's but a battle, but it but is, but it's freeing. But the battle's against the the flesh, oh, not yes, yes, not against yes. that per, not against the. And we don't battle in the flesh; we battle against the principalities. Correct. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> correct. And the and the battle's won. Colossians tells us we are seated in heaven. Right. We are citizens of heaven. The war is over. Now, what we do is just make sure it doesn't advance. Right. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? Back to awarding points to the enemy. 100%. So when you look at something like Paul says, what a wretched man I am. Mm. This is Paul, completely transformed, completely converted, giving his life for Christ every day. And he's like, who's going to save me from this body? He doesn't say spirit. He doesn't even say mind. He encompasses Everything, Everything as a flesh-eating, sin-craving, garbage, trash pile. <laughs> and that's what our flesh is. Um, so Paul says, I want to say Romans 7. I can look it up, but it's been, like I said, a few months. But he says, there are times when I do the very thing I don't want to do. <laughs> right. And then the Why very do I thing, do the things I don't want yes. to do, but don't do the things that I want to do? Exactly. Right. Oh, what a wretched man right. that I am. So do you think he's saying there are times I think a thing I don't want to think? Or is he saying I do a thing I don't want to do? First of all, there's action. There's action. Secondly, he's saying I'm not in control here. There is something inside of me that is beckoning me at every call to sin, at every call to sin. And no wonder he also says in another reference, I kill my flesh daily, daily. Why do we need to get up and kill our flesh daily? Because it's always trying to kill you. Right. It's a battle. <laughs> Bro, it's like the end. But if we, if we get sucked in, which a lot of people are, and it's sad, I was there for first two years of my 
Christianity was an everyday grind of, oh, I did that again. I did that. Now, I'm not saying swipe your grace card. I, I'm, a, I'm against that completely. <laughs> but what I'm saying is every time you take credit for a sin that you have not committed, you are lessening the price of the cross. 100%. You're, you're basically saying, oh, Jesus, you didn't cover that. Oh, you didn't pay for that. You didn't. And this is this is a lot. I understand it that is this very, is a lot. Yes. However, there is so much freedom when you understand the new creation is a spirit being who just so happens to live in this crappy flesh. So you brought up a very good point and how your first couple years of salvation, true salvation, turning towards Christ and yes. saying, I want to Here's be more like you. Here's yeah. my life. Um, there's a reason Jesus said to Nicodemus, you have to be born again. Bro, come on now. Because... Come on now. As being born again, when a child is born as an infant, yes, they have to learn to crawl before they can learn to walk. You cannot walk with Jesus until you've learned to crawl towards him. Now, there could be a miraculous conversion where you're... You're sitting with somebody in a service or you're speaking to a fellow Christian and you're like, I want to give my life to Christ. And God says, boom, you're now you you have understanding now. Sure, it could happen. I don't want to limit God at all. I would presume in if not more than 99 percent of cases, you're born again into infanthood and have to learn how to how to walk in the spirit. So, because that's ultimately what you're leading to is killing the flesh so that you can walk in the spirit. What we just talked about last week. Uh, you want to argue with me? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> you had that look on your face. I want to say that like, may I, <laughs> I don't, I don't see it that way. Okay. I don't see it that way. Um, I don't see that there's levels of born again. Um, now I think to, to plead your case, you have Paul writing to a church saying, you should be eating meat by now. Right. I keep having to give right. you, you should be eating. I understand 100%. Um, because infants start on? Milk. Yes, for sure. But I don't think the Nicodemus thing is that. Um, here's here's I, why. Okay, go ahead. Um, maybe. I, I mean. I wasn't, I was saying that that scripture was meant for that, that he wasn't saying Nicodemus needs to be born again into infanthood because Nicodemus followed the law to the T. He knew what righteousness was, right? No. Oh, maybe I haven't. No, confused. that's why Jesus says, Oh yeah. He said, you're you need the to foremost get rid of teacher in Israel and you're missing it. Right. You, even you have to be born again. Right. Even yeah. you, Nicodemus. Yeah. Have to be born again. Um, it's not about the law, but like, <laughs> no, but I'm saying he knew, he knew the law, right? Oh, As yeah. the teacher, right? Yeah, he so, would he would have been like sinless, right? So he knew what righteousness was. Yeah, um, but Jesus corrected him and said, "You need to be born again." Yes, and I think that is just scripture foretelling that once you start to follow me, you are born again. But you're not going to have this miraculous. It's not going to be a <laughs> Saul to Paul miraculous conversion where, and know. even that's even that's biblically incorrect. Actually, Saul is just the. Yeah, he went by Saul. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, That's I, for another study. I'm maybe. willing to say uh, moot point at this point on that. Sure. Because I don't, 
100% see eye to eye right now on that. But I think that's okay. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, I'm not. Um, we can always tackle it later. I'm offended. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. Um, so about the new creation. Right. Um, the whole reason why that I, the whole thought study actually led me to that. Because Paul is basically saying like, I'm, I'm a new creation, but I keep doing these things. And he even calls it the sin in me. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's necessarily a separate entity, but it won't go away. Right. And it's almost a part of this suit that we're in. It's this, it's this DNA malfunction where our, he even says it, the spirit and the flesh are opposite of each other so that you will not do what you want to do. Now, if we take that scripture and put it into the thoughts conversation. And we say our spirit is the good. It's everything loving, it's everything pure, it's everything wonderful, but the flesh is the total opposite of that. When we get a thought in our mind that says, look at that girl, that can't be from the spirit. Correct. Can't be. So I see it as three other options. And did we ever do Ephesians? Not yet. Okay, that would be a good one because Mm -hmm. there's this thing called um, this guy that I love, his name is Tim Mackey. He's the Bible project guy. Uh, and awesome dude. I sat in on one of his classes, not in person, but he's so cool dude for free. You can take, it was like 30 sessions at like 30 minutes each. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you, they gave you quiz questions you could do, and it was on your own time, but you were in there with like six other scholars who were trying to get it right. So he was doing the class to them, but you could uh, survey. You could basically survey the class. And I learned so much. And one of the, one of the wonderful things that he talks about is the uh, Wicked Power Alliance. <laughs> and and it's in the, he draws it from Ephesians, but it's applicable to all of Scripture. And he basically says, we as new creations, spirit beings trapped in this whatever, we are fighting against three enemies. Sometimes you'll hear people say, oh, that devil. And they think like there's a billion devils just hanging out at people's houses. All oh, the devil, bind up the devil or whatever. So a lot of people think they're just fighting the devil. Well, he's one of them. He's one of them, but he's limited. He's not omnipresent, omniscient. We tackled that a little bit. Sure. Um, the other enemy that we fight is our flesh. We know that. It is an enemy now. It used to be our best friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is now an enemy. And now only a new creation can see that it's wrong. Only a new creation. You can be moralistic like Nicodemus, and Jesus still says, nope. Missing it. You're not going to go to heaven. You can keep every law. Yeah, I consider you righteous by the law. You're not going to go to heaven, though. <laughs> like, there, there's this new thing that has to happen. Right. You have to be a new spiritual being who can see with your own eyes why it's wrong, not just that it's wrong. You see? Yeah, yeah. So, and then the third enemy that Tim Mackey describes in Ephesians is uh, the world. Now, this is where people skip, I think. Um, still stick with the same example. Blah, blah. Here's a girl. I get a thought. Now, my question is, had I never had premarital sex, had I never watched porn, had I never seen girls in short shorts, 
had I never seen a girl lift her skirt up, had I, ne you see what I'm saying? Had I never witnessed that, would that thought be there? Would it? Is it a product? Probably not. I don't know. Is it a, <clears throat> is it a product of what we have consumed? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, yeah, I, think, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I think I brought that up earlier. Yeah. And yeah. Now you see the garden and they sin and all they had known was perfection. So we can't say it's all the world, but I think that, you know, for as much weed as I smoked and alcohol and cigarettes and vape and clonopin and whatever, all of this stuff, right? Um, I did so much damage to my flesh in the process that I have abnormal desires than someone else has who's never touched that stuff. You just said it earlier. I 100% agree I have no desire whatsoever to smoke cigarettes. Right. And never I'm like, even every time it. I smell one, like, hmm. That's not and spiritual. It's, and it's funny because, so, um, little backstory, I grew up as that kid in the 80s and 90s. My parents smoked in the car with the windows up. Yeah. You know, it's too cold to put the windows down. You'll be all right. <laughs> suck it up. Like, yeah. literally suck it up, you know, like, literally. secondhand smoke. Just, yeah. And I'm sitting, I remember as a kid, numerous times, sitting in the back seat, like, shirt over my face crying. And my parents are like, oh, you'll be okay. Mm. You know, both of them just puffing away. They're ultralights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um... To this day, I can't stand the smell of them. Um, and now, like, because it's not, you know, people don't smoke in public as often as they used to. I don't right. think so, at least. I don't see no. that many people doing it. It's on the vape, no. But when I smell it, I'm just like, oh, it smells so bad. And then I, ha I have never had the desire to even try one. Like, I, it, it is repugnant to me to yeah. even think about sticking. Like, it's funny that we're talking about this because when I was a kid, before I became agnostic, like not, could make my own decisions. I had this like, I had this idea that cigarettes were demon possessed. <laughs> kind of. And I, <laughs> kind and, of. And I was like, uh, my parents just don't get it. There's demons in it. Like I wouldn't even touch. I hated. I. So yeah, I was that kid that grew up in a small town and like, my parents would go to the gas station and not get out of the car and tell me to go buy them cigarettes Dang. and give me money. And like the store clerk would like wave at my dad yeah. through the window and be like, here What's you up, go. Girl? Yeah. And then like hand me the cigarettes to take. Yeah. And I hated it. I didn't even want to touch a pack of cigarettes because yeah. I felt like they were evil. Paul Mall hundreds. <laughs> you know Marlboro lights is. for 15 years. Marlboro lights. Yeah. They got expensive towards the end. I don't smoke anymore, but they were. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean. Like $10 a pack now. Woo. When I quit smoking, no wonder people stop smoking in public. Like Six fifty a pack or something like that. And when I started, they were like two ninety nine a pack. It's crazy. Um, New York, it's re like I don't know why uh, people smoke cigarettes anymore. Oh yeah, dude. I remember. Other than their flesh craves it. Bingo. It's not an addiction. That okay? It, it changes the way you see things. Like it is an addiction based on our kind of human wisdom. Sure. But what if instead of calling it addiction? It was a craving of your flesh. So, like, there, the doctor, a doctor who was not a believer would probably be like, "Yes, I agree with you. Your flesh is craving." This, right. That's right. But they would call it an addiction, and that's like a title put on this right. thing. Sure. What I'm trying to say is, okay, but what if you're feeding something to your flesh now, and your flesh is always going to remember that, and your flesh is going to remind you three years from now, remember what we used to eat. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. hungry. I'm hungry. Your flesh doesn't get redeemed, my bro. This is the issue right now with a lot of the people that 
I find wrong in certain areas. If someone wants to tell me your flesh gets redeemed along with your spirit, stop wearing glasses. Stop having a, a walker. Stop taking blood pressure medicine because you're redeemed. Like you shouldn't have to do anything like that. But if if it's true that our flesh is not redeemed and one day it will be glorified, then I would say the desires of your flesh call from a come from a fallen state. So that leads me to my thoughts aren't me anymore. <laughs> my thoughts are either from the world, my flesh, or the devil. My job is to figure out which one it comes from. At the end of the day, no to all, right? Right, right. Because like through through counseling and really through prayer and the Lord can deliver people from certain things or anything. I, I don't know if he delivers everything, but he can, you know what I'm saying? He's sovereign. He can do right. whatever he wants. So let's break this down real quick. Okay. So sticking with your example, you're walking along, girl walks by, and you're like, you see it. You first have to identify, is this thought from God? Hmm. Right? Yes. Like that's your first, that is, that should be your first response, right? Yes. Is this a thought from God? Is it one of these? Is it, you know, peace, patience, kindness, love, joy? You know, is, does that? Heavenly. Heavenly. Yes. yes. Does it fall into that category? No. Okay. So now we've made it one step on the, the flow chart. Yeah. Um, is this the world? Now we're into, is this the world? Is this my flesh? Is this Satan? Right? Well, yeah, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just using what you just said. Sure. So at that point, we can identify, yes, it's one of these three, obviously. Correct. Because it is not of God. Correct. That is the only two choices we have. Is, right. is this thought of God or not of God? Right. And at that point, you have to go, okay, this is not of God. This is, this. We'll, we'll just say in this instance, this is my flesh. I am saying no to that. I'm killing you off. And I am going to either at that, at that point in time, me personally would take the route of dear Lord, thank you for your sovereignty. Thank you for your grace. I know that you live inside of me and this is not of you and I am not going to partake in that. Yeah. I find myself lately like balling my fist up and want to punch that thought. <laughs> Honestly, I love that, bro. I I'm love like, that. Who do you think? No, right? Yeah, no. yeah, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. no, um, because I do slip up. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm not saying I that. hate it when I do hate it, bro. I don't get that satisfaction anymore like I used to. Like, yes, I'm gonna go do this thing. No, I'm like, uh, I freaking did it Why again. Why did dude. I do it again? Yeah, so, um, I, I 100% believe or agree with what you said. If we can track it and say, Okay, I'm not the evil guy making these plans. Something's trying to get me, dog. Something is trying to get me. And it's either my flesh, the world, or the devil. The other thing I found very useful. Well, and real quick before you continue on, I mean, God said that Satan has dominion over the world. Yes, rule, it's right? under his sway. It's under his sway. Yes. So it, it kind of comes down to if it's the world, it is something from satan well yes okay so that's how i started if it's not you know love joy peace, yes i i agree with that but you know what man um this isn't technically love joy peace patience kindness no i agree but it's good bro oh yeah it's good you know what i mean so now i've kind of relaxed a little bit to see more of the world as good 
And before, for a minute, everything was bad. Everything was bad. <laughs> that air conditioning is too cold. Like, you will not disrupt my peace. Like, well, seriously. Is I that mean, even possible? For, for a minute there. But I think that's okay. I think it's kind of the walking thing, like you're talking yeah. about. Just kind of figuring it all out. Maturing. But and Now I sit on my back porch and we listen to 90s rock music and we try to guess the name. It's secular music for someone's conviction. Don't do it if, if that convicts you. Don't do it. It's not worth it. But for me, I find that's a great point. Actually. Beauty and us sitting around laughing. We're all Christians having a good time. We're not giving glory to anything else. Right. We're just enjoying each other's company. And I'm like, is that what heaven is like? I think so. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> so may, maybe that's not everyone's it's, point it's of view. It's interesting you bring that up because I see in a ton and I'm sure that bringing this up is going to get a comment or two if anybody watches this entire thing. Uh, I see a ton of Christian groups or, you know, holes where there's Christ- groups of Christians that are talking about such things as Christians should never do yoga. Because, I've heard that. Because you are, you are these positions and we're all created for glorifying Shiva and these Indian. I mean, it is Eastern religion. And I get that. And I am not a yogi or a practitioner or anything like that. So don't, I mean, look at me. You don't do yoga? (laughs) Downward dog. Right. (laughs) However, the point I want to make is if, and I will gladly be corrected, obviously. I have stated that numerous times. And again, I am in this walk learning to to become more Christ-like. Great point. And if somebody out there way more intelligent than me wants to point into scripture and tell me this is wrong. No problem. I'm totally for being corrected by scripture. However, if I were to get on the floor and do a yoga position and do nothing but say, God, I love you. Thank you for your sovereignty. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the freedom you've given me in my life. Thank you for my family and just pray to him the entire time. How, therefore, am I in the wrong? Okay. Um, I think that you're broaching on a couple Because I feel like if you're not giving, we're taught scripturally not to take false idols, right? Yes. If I am... Any idols. Any idols, right? Other than Yahweh. Yeah. If I am in communication with the Lord while I'm participating in certain activities. Now, don't get me wrong. If it is sin and you're in, (laughs) if you're like, God, thank you. As you're smashing somebody's head with a hammer, murdering them. I don't think that's right. You know, but like as as something as simple as for better lack of a term stretching and you just happen to be in downward dog or whatever, but you're praying to God why should I never do that? It seems um, very legalistic. Well, I'll tell you their defense. I probably heard it and read it. And well, these so, positions are all meant to open your soul up to the God that they are. It, it's more the meditation part. It's more the meditation part. It's more the clearing everything out and letting things in. Right. That's where they're like, be careful, you know? Um, so, I think Paul talks about this in Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken. You do what your convictions tell you right. to do. 
he tells about the, the meat sacrifice to idols. He's like, listen, there's people here in your church that have a weak conscience and they don't want to do that. So don't make them do it. Right. They're, they're convicted by that. Don't ever and, lead somebody else to sin. Yes. And then he says the other people, you guys have a strong conviction, uh, conscience, I should say, about this. So do whatever you want, but not in their presence. Right. Don't cause them to sin. Right. Again. So, right. So somebody may not care about yoga. Go for it. Right. But going back to the, the power alliance, the world, the flesh, the devil. Let's say that um, someone can trace a thought pattern. Um, for instance, uh, they go to a yoga studio. Let's just, let's just play this out. They go to a yoga studio and they're in there praying and, and everything's great. But the yoga instructor every 30 seconds hits the and they're home and they're they're playing meditations and they're they're playing chants and but you're praying at some point you may be like you know what no i'm out i'm out right so at that point i think do it right um so if you find the source and it falls into the world the flesh or the devil examine it examine it because I go to a basketball game and that's the world. God didn't invent basketball games. Right. Yeah, and that's kind but of my point. But if I examine point. it and it's not causing me to sin or something like that, then it, I think it comes down to convictions at that point. Yeah. I think that's what Paul would say. Um, I could get behind that. But the last thing I, I wanted to touch on, we've only got like probably five more, five more minutes. Um, when Paul says, I think it's Romans... Um, 11, 1 and 2, renew your mind. Do not be, I'm going to have to look it up. Don't be, therefore, brothers and sisters, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Do not be transformed, transformed. to the patterns of this world, but be, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed mm -hmm. By the renewal of your mind. So if you tie that and you kind of see what Paul's aim is when it comes to the flesh and the thought life and stuff like that, it's so clear to me. It makes so much sense that he's telling the church, listen, the age and the world that we live in, do not settle for that. Do not conform to that. As a matter of fact, every day, renew your mind from everything you took in that day. So... I think it's a good practice to be like, was there anything that I experienced today that's worldly and affecting me? Um, did anything happen today that's causing me fear? Because that's not from God. Did anything happen today that's causing me uncertainty or doubt? That's not from God. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that happened today that's causing me anxiety about my future? That's not from God. Is there anything that's causing me insecurity about who I am? That's not from God. So when we, when we examine our thoughts, we can renew them rightly and say, God, not God, God, not God. Resist, right. resist, resist, um, take, take, take. You see, we have to put on this stuff, bro. Our body's not redeemed yet. Mm -hmm. It's broken still. Our spirit is strong though. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's that's a, a new creation, man. That you don't have to it's also, identify with that flesh right. anymore. You know, and I think this I think this 
plays into where Paul says, I may be wrong, <clears throat> take every, th- every thought captive. Yes. Because it is back to what we were saying. Is this God? Yes. Is this the enemy? Beautiful. Uh, so a little bit of clarity on that. And, and it's not a, a big deal, but that when, when Paul says that, he's not telling the person he's writing to take your thought captives, your thoughts captive. I think that we can still do that. Did I take that out of context? No, okay. um, I don't know. We'll see. I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> so he's writing a letter to the church and he's like, I'm coming down. And when I come down, we are going to discuss face to face with this person who's bringing you guys so much persecution. And I'm going to take their thoughts captive. I'm going to take them and compare them to Christ. And that's right. how we're going to break down strongholds. That's right. the that's the verse right. for strongholds. By breaking down strongholds, um, the only way to really do that is to examine it, see where it comes from, compare it to Christ, tell it to go. I mean, that's what Paul says. Right. So I think that our thought life is so important, man. There's so many books about winning the battle of your mind. It's so important. But if you wake there's, up defeated, you'll never win. Right. And there's so, it's funny because there's so many secular books about winning the battle so in your mind. Yes. And I would venture to say, being secular books, they're missing the mark. Oh, yeah. However, the ones that are like probably helping people successfully, if you were to read them and compare them to the Bible, they probably are very close to or being similar to. They yeah. just don't have the the Jesus aspect of it. Right. They don't have which the supernatural. Which, which doesn't give them the full freedom Correct. that Christianity gives in being able to completely cut it off and be like, I am free from this. Yeah. Um, I Man, I was in therapy for a long time. And my therapist, uh, shout out my therapist. <laughs> 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 Not anymore. Thank God. I haven't gone to a therapist in, in a while. But I, I was there for a long time. And um, I remember she used to say to me, Skylar, like, your thoughts are controlling you right now. And I'm like, you don't know what it's like. And she's like, here's what she was like. Here's what I want you to do. This was. Now, was she a secular therapist? Yes. Oh, okay. She was actually a universalist. So. Secular, Everybody's going to yeah, heaven. <laughs> yeah. Circular or secular for sure. But with a enough religion to feel satisfied, herself, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So. Um, we love you universalists. Just you're wrong. And so like, at least it's not Catholics this week. Yeah. Okay. I was, yeah, I didn't even say anything about, I don't, bro. I don't know why that happens. But anyway, she would say, okay, close your mind or close your eyes. And I would, and she'd be like, okay, now picture all of your thoughts right now, all your negative thoughts. And they're on a boat. They're on the deck of a boat. And she was like, I want you to go on the deck of the boat with a whip. Right. She's like, picture those thoughts. So I'd picture like these thoughts that were in like, like a mask, like a, like a bad guy. Right. And she was like, now take that whip and crack all of those bad thoughts. And they would, right. And I was like, nice. Right. Five minutes later, they're back. Right. It was a, it was a discipline. It was Mm -hmm. a discipline of, and that was the point I was going to make is the the secular books are going to say, you have to do this every day. Yeah. You're never free from it. I was it. doing it a hundred times a day. Right. I was exhausted by 8 PM because <laughs> I was just like <sighs> all day long, but I didn't have, there was no, there was no nothing behind it. No, like why? Right. It was all uh, neurotransmitters. It was all 
bad childhood. It was all this stuff. And, and I'm not saying that doesn't play a part, but sure, Christianity 100%. gives us a way better answer. Right. A way better answer. Um, but yeah, I hope that was, there's a lot more, but that's just kind of what we got to tonight. Uh, we could expand if we, if someone says more, we can do it. Right. Yeah, uh, definitely. Cause I studied for a, a minute and I have a lot more that I could talk about, but that's kind of like my gist. I like it. Um, that felt like it went by quick. Yeah, it did go that by quick. That was insane. Yeah. We're getting better at this. Yes. I don't we know. Are. Well, I mean, it's seeming like it's better, but all right, bro. Um, I guess. You can pray us out? Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's pray. Um, Lord, uh, God in heaven, as you <laughs> look down on us with grace and unlimited grace, not only, not only do you give us grace you also give us mercy you give us so many things that we don't deserve and mm. you don't give us so many things we do deserve and not only that god you're not even mad at your children uh you're not even like wagging your finger or disappointed or have a frown on your face you look down and you're so proud and you're so happy to see someone reborn and sheltered by the image of your son jesus christ what a wonderful grace what a wonderful gift Lord, I'm so thankful that you allow us to be a part of your family, even though we have wronged you so many times. We've wronged you so many times. I've brought shame to your name so many times, Lord. And I thank you for your forgiveness. Lord, I ask that this message on thoughts, Father, if there was anything that was said tonight that wasn't of you or wasn't righteous by your standard, would you please bring correction? Would you please have a viewer or someone say, hey, love it, but this was wrong. And Lord, we'll take it. Uh, we just want to be right in your eyes. We love you and we praise you. We ask all these things in uh, your son's name. Amen. Amen.